Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. My name is Josh and I'll be your host coming to you live from Studio B. Sitting across from me as always is the super producer. He is my spiritual advisor and personal lummy warrior, Talon. I'm not even going to ask how you're doing considering how the first version of this went down. So I'm going to paint the picture. We started recording. Nothing was working. We couldn't get our bumpers to work anything. And in the process of this, Talon takes a drink and finds that there is a fly in his drink. And this created this whole uh, domino effect of dog shit in hell uh, that occurred. Uh, I tried to drone on through the, uh, the what are we drinking segment. And what I realized while I was doing that is if you're not on the show with me, I'm fucked. This is not going to be a solo show ever. Okay. So are you okay now? You got No, the fl- I hate everything. You got the fly guts out of your teeth? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. I'm pretty sure it laid eggs in my tummy, though. Oh, shit. You should see a doctor. I should. All right. Well, on that note, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, this is a podcast void of any redeemable qualities or happiness, it would appear. Uh, This show is basically a couple of drunk guys doing some movie reviews, discussing topics that will make most people sick, and sharing life lessons of no educational value. Think of it as tainted domestic wisdom. Uh, This is a two to three hour podcast, so if that is not your cup of tea, please move on. We do uh, have explicit content, so it is not safe for work. Put your headphones in, or as I like to say, put your fucking headphones in, because we're going to say fuck a lot and shit and piss and jizz and whatever else, you know, I decide to come up with as I get drunker. Uh, I'm going to give a spoiler warning. Uh, We are reviewing two movies tonight. One of them is the most recent iteration of Mortal Kombat. And then we are also going to be uh, reviewing the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I'll do a quick plug for our show. I guess I can do social media. Twitter, at The Morally. Facebook, The Morally Flexible Podcast. If you want to email us, because no one has, we are contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com. All right, now that I've gotten through that spiel, let's get to uh, the shit. What are you drinking? Oh, thank you. You're here. Uh, Tonight, it is uh, Irishman Founders Irish Whiskey. Yes, how appropriate, isn't it? It's called Irishman. Doesn't that work? Uh, from the chaps at Master of Malt, a fabulous Irish blend of 70% single malt whiskey and 30% single pot still whiskey. After being triple distilled, the Irishman Founders Reserve is aged in bourbon casks. Yes, it's a blend. All right, fair enough. Uh, this is 40% alcohol by volume, which makes it 80 proof. Uh, this retailed for uh, $39.95. Seems overpriced. Uh, tasting notes, uh, the nose is peach campino sweeties, uh, apples, and a soft spicy hint of white pepper. 
the palate is uh, rich with a glorious mouthfeel. What is a mouthfeel? Who grabs you by the tongue? Sure. I, maybe it fish hooks you. It, it, yeah, that's kind of where my maybe, head goes. Maybe I, you can make one of these. Yeah, yeah. I I'll just let go. Right. I, I just got this image in my head and I'm taking a drink and someone walks up and tries to put, you know, shove their fist all the way down my throat. That's kind of a mouthfeel, but whatever. Uh, uh, well, it's like, that's how you say hello nowadays. You just, <laughs> COVID's over, right? <laughs> Everybody's got a vaccine. Now we can just start shoving our hands in people's mouths, right? I mean, come on. It seems fair to me. Uh, let's see. It also has a spi- spicy hint of white pepper and a little bit of a taste of fly in it, from what I've heard. Yep. Can you confirm? Yeah. Okay. I can confirm. And it moves around in your mouth, d- too. D- a little bit? Squirms? Yeah. 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 And then you, and then first you're like, hmm, this is a weird chunk of ice. And then so you swirl it around a little bit. Hmm. And then you realize, oh, it's still moving. Okay. Mm. So this is not ice. Um, and then you really, at that point, you're committed. So you just got to swallow the fly. I applaud your commitment. I do. I really do. That's taking one for the team right there. All, all in the spirit of enjoying the whiskey. Uh, let's see. I think I already talked about the palate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the finish. All they said was very long. I, I, I don't know what that means. It means it lingers. It, and it means that your mouth is tangy from the nail polish um, <laughs> for a while afterwards. <laughs> I take it you're not enjoying this. No, I'm not. I'm, mix, I'm mixing already. This isn't very good. You don't like it? No, it's not enjoyable. I, I'm, um, I'm okay with it. I don't like that it's $40. And how did they trademark the Irishman for a name brand? That's like very clever, and I'm disappointed. It's it's interesting how they were able to get to that. You know, in the, at, at the beginning when we all started doing this podcast. Maybe it's the Irishman Founders Reserve. Possibly. Uh, when we started doing this uh, podcast, I would go deep into research mode and like come up with company history for all the whiskeys and everything else. And then I realized, wow, that's boring as fuck. Who cares? Um, this one I probably should have taken a little more of a dive into. No. All right. Maybe not. Um, I don't hate it. It's about middle of the road as far as I'm concerned. Is it something I'll ever buy again? Probably not. Um, that's what we've been saying about Pretty much like 90% of everything. Well, yeah, most of them have been meh. Yeah. I mean, they're they're okay. Again, they'll get I mean, you. what you're going to get for the, the $30, $20, $30. They'll, they'll get you drunk. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on the whole thing. I had a lot of different choices uh, today that we still haven't gotten through all the Irish whiskeys yet. Uh, two, of, two of them remind me of the movie Gangs of New York. One of them, you've got uh, Hellcat Maggie. What's that? That's an Irish whiskey. Hellcat Maggie? Yeah. That was one of the characters in Gangs of New York. Oh, so it's just a reference. Yes. Who and was he? What did he do? She. She? Maggie. What are you doing over there? I'm This spit mic is uh, spitball. You got the it? The spit guard okay. is not working with me very well. Okay. This is why I don't like him. Okay. He, he doesn't like a diaphragm in his face. I call them diaphragms because they remind me of a diaphragm. Yep, shout out to the old folk. Um, yeah, Hellcat Maggie, and then there's another one. I think it's called the the Five Corners, which is an, another reference to Gangs of New York. So, anyways, uh, we still have a few more we can get through. 
at some point. I'm sure they'll. The, I'm trying to stick in the forty dollar range and not get the nineteen ninety five shit because I know the nineteen. Do we do we do Black Rabbit yet or whatever it's called? No, we have not. Hmm. We'll have to try that. Okay. So we got a few left. Yeah. We, we can get through before we start getting into things that I don't like. So that'll work out well. All right. Well, now that we've uh, stumbled through that, uh, let's get to our next segment. Time for the weekly report. Uh, This week, uh, over the weekend, the Oscars were on. The Academy Awards. Do you watch them? No, what is that? You don't know what the Oscars are. Is that the gold guy? Yes. Cool. That's when they hand out the big trophies for all the, uh, you know. Is it based off how much money each actor makes? No, it it has to do with the. uh, How much money they donate. Are you going to let me answer? Entrepreneurship. Or are you going to keep on going? I don't know. Let me know when you're done. You good? We got it? Okay, good. Um, is it about <laughs> fucking piece of shit? I'm a, I'm a, I'm coming for you. I'll come across that table. Uh, the Oscars are voted upon by a committee. It, typically, it's made up of uh, directors, producers, people in the industry. Uh, previous winners also get to cast a vote. What? So, so just because you won previously, you get to cast a vote? Yes, that is correct. Wow, I should qualify for that position then. You have an Oscar? Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Um, I was an Oscar. Is it was it made of chocolate? No, I was an Oscar for Halloween. I was the Oscar guy. You were the Oscar guy. Yeah. So you didn't go blackface. You went goldface. No, I went gold man, full on gold man. Gold man. Were yeah. You, were you nude? Yeah. Wow. Skin tight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for that mental image. Much appreciated, <laughs> bud. Anyways. I was much more muscular back then. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. Did you shave your head, too? I did. I did. I was bald. That's it's, He's committed to the character, yeah. folks. I mean, that's what Halloween's all about. I went to a Blazers game, and so many people took their picture with me. I'm, I'm all over the internet, I bet. I, <laughs> for something, I'm sure. Yeah. You've gone viral. I've gone viral. Uh, that video of you uh, choking on the fly, that's definitely going to go viral here at some point. It's happening. I'm going to do it. Your phone's going to disappear at, I'm, by midnight, like Cinderella's it, foot. <laughs> Very nice. Like Cinderella's foot. <laughs> you mean Isn't Cin- that what happens? She loses her foot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on now. Uh, so as far as the Oscars are concerned, um, I didn't watch them and I haven't seen any of the fucking movies that were nominated this year. And that really depresses me. That's why I bring it up. That's what depresses it you? It depresses me because I used to be all up on every movie out there. I mean, I, I could go down the list of all the information. I could tell you every single actor that was in it. I could tell you about the movie. I'd seen them all. I didn't see one fucking movie that was nominated this year with the exception of soul. That was the only one. And we reviewed that, um, that actually won an Oscar for, for what? Uh, best animated film. And it won an Oscar for the best uh, animated the, film for the score. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not kidding. I know I'm kind of, but the problem is I, I didn't look at the list of nominees, 
uh, in that category. Who else was a part of? I don't I mean, know. Is it just did they just happen to make the coolest animation back uh, then? Or during that back, year? Back then. Yeah. I mean, last How, year. 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Um, Pixar, I think this is like their fifth or sixth Oscar. Typically, if a Pixar movie is is out, it's probably going to win Best Animated. You know, so I let, let me, give me a second. Let me look up here who the, uh, the nominated uh, categories were. Um, or as far as... Uh, Animated shows. So Soul was one of them. Wolf Makers, which I never saw. Onward, that was another Pixar movie. Did you see that one? No. That had the voices of Chris Pratt and Tom Holland in it. I actually liked it more than I liked Soul. Over the Moon, never heard of it. A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Fuck that. I've seen a couple of those. So that was what they were up against. So yes, it's not surprising that they won. So, yeah. Anyways, depressed. It depressed me. I, I, well, I, they didn't get an Oscar for scientific accuracy. I mean, come on. <laughs> We're talking about a film that deals pretty much with spirituality across the board. No, so, yeah. Hippie so, voodoo, rock stacking jump, mumbo jumbo, you mean? Sure. I don't think either one of us liked that movie, if Mm-mm. I remember correctly. No. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't down. I, I usually enjoy all of Pixar's offerings to a certain degree. That one I did not like at all. And luckily the little one has not asked me to watch it again. I, she was bored, I think. Fantastic. Yeah. It was a little too heavy to be a kid's movie. It, it really was. Kind of dealing with some oh. real, real uh, difficult... I mean, Wally was heavy. Wally was heavy, but, but it, it was, was it was fun-spirited. Yeah. Soul was a little depressing in my opinion. But yeah. Go back and listen to our Soul review. It's out there somewhere. Um, in good news this week, I bought a new TV. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's been 13 years. I, I had a, a 50 inch Samsung plasma, first gen plasma TV for 13 years. Thing weighed 170 pounds and, uh, really was a great space heater in the room. Cause boy, did that thing run hot. But God, did it have a gorgeous picture on it. But uh, she she finally gave up the ghost. So I went out and bought myself an OLED 55-inch Samsung television. Holy shit, does that picture look nice. Wow. Like, wow. Blown away. Can you stream your phone to it? I can, yes. Really? I don't really need to. Hmm. Um. I think I can. I may be wrong because I, I, I have an I iPhone, so can. probably not. No, yeah. I'd have to get one of those Apple streaming boxes or yep. whatever. But uh, it, it really, because um, you have kind of the dynamic settings on the television. That's what they call dynamic picture mode on it. And it, of course, it's that higher frame rate and it makes everything kind of look a little, it makes it look like a soap opera in my opinion. Like Is it curved? No, it is not. Hmm. I, did, I don't see the point of the curved television. Depth perception. Yeah, but you have very limited range, viewing range as far as where you can sit around it. You, If you're sitting off to, you know, I don't know, 40 to 50 degree angle from a curved television, you're not getting the full. It also looks width. weird if you're 45 degrees looking at it well, on a flat screen. Well, but not, but no, but. 
you still can see the screen. Whereas with the curved, you're still, you're very limited as far as the, you know, the, the optimal viewing field of it. Well, that's why you get an 80, a 95 inch curved TV that wraps I, around your entire house. I stand corrected. Yes, sir. That would be the, the optimal choice. Yeah. You don't get a, a, a 24 inch curved. Well, unless it's a monitor, then that's fantastic. Right. Well, if you're single, you know. And all you do is sit at your desk, yeah, eating chips. You're in a what you know one bedroom apartment or a studio, and you've gotten really good at the electric shuffle. Sure, or Warcraft or whatever the fuck. People well, Warcraft—that's a trope, you know. What what what, what do people play these days? Is it Fortnite? Is I have that, no idea. Is that the popular thing? I don't know that the kids are doing. I I don't know. Okay, yeah, I haven't been a gamer in years. Uh, but I digress. Uh, yes, this, uh, I watched, um, my Blu-rays look amazing now, even more so than they did before. I was watching Infinity War. You could see all the details in the, in the Infinity Gauntlet when Thanos had it all. I mean, the, it was, it was, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's a visual fucking medium, so it's really difficult to describe. But, um, yes, the picture quality is absurd at how good it is. Of course, my wife hates it, which uh, was funny. She doesn't like the higher frame rate on it. She doesn't like the the realistic, you know, looking, uh, you know, the way everybody's moving on there. How uh, it looks how like there's no motion blur. Yeah, yeah. Like how you're you. She she's <clears throat> she feels like it's like watching the you know the news on you know type situation where it's you know live shot and you know any everything else but she absolutely hates it and i just reassured her you'll get used to it don't worry about it i'm almost to the point where i'm not noticing it already um but uh it yeah it's uh, been a long time coming and uh, i'm very very happy with my purchase so those are my two big things this week i live a stellar life talon what's uh, what do you have to report this week well, my mom just bought a house and um, it's her first house I think she's buying uh, for a very long time I think since I was a baby so it's very exciting news um, and uh, <clears throat> in fact what's cool about it is that it's the neighbor's house so it's not a whole lot of moving to do you just kind of walk across the street that is that is beneficial. You want you're not gonna have to borrow anybody's truck. No, no. no. You just walk down with the box, walk right in the front door. There you go. Um, so she's very excited about that, and it's I'm very happy for her. Nonetheless, I will be busy on the day that you guys move. Okay, All I right. just want you to know that I, I'm okay. going to be busy that day. Sure, that's fine. I'm just telling you. You know, I just want to make sure. Okay. I actually, it was funny. I had a, when I, my wife and I uh, were living in an apartment complex and we were in a one bedroom together and uh, she, she ended up getting pregnant with the little one. And so we ended up moving into a two bedroom and yes, we moved like one building over and that was the easiest move I have ever had in my life. Hmm. Didn't need a U-Haul for that thing, did no. I? No. No, sir. So that, yeah, I've never... Whenever I move, it's usually either a city over um, the next one. I, I'm sorry. Typically, it's a state. I move states completely, um, or it's a city minimum. It's never really down the street, or let alone 
across the hallway. Nice. That's yeah, this the, is gonna be that's, fun. That's don't. No, this will be fantastic for you. You just gotta put it. The problem is, after a while, you're like, God, I have to make so many trips to do this. There, there was a point where I was throwing shit in my car, driving, you know, around the corner there, and then unloading it from my car still because I wasn't gonna walk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with one box. Yeah, just get a U-Haul anyway. <laughs> it's, I think I did actually borrow a friend's truck. To be honest with you, just just so I could get all all the shit over there in one fell swoop. Carrying a mattress across the parking lot, very precarious. Yeah, but it happens. Uh, I'll give an update on the new car search. Uh, the loan has been pre-approved now. Uh, I have spoken to the uh, auto... Uh, Jesus Christ. What did I call the guy? The car... Broker. Broker. There, fuck, man. <laughs> the Irishman's kicking in. I uh, spoke with the car broker. We, I have given him our list of requests as far as things, so I'm waiting to hear back as far as what he digs up. The wife is not making up her mind as to what she wants. It's kind of bouncing back and forth. It goes from full-size SUV down to midsize and then back up to full-size. And uh, it's kind of driving me crazy a little bit, not going to lie. So... We'll see what happens with that. Get a compact. Toyota RAV4. Well, we had talked about the RAV4. Uh, we're, we're leaning more towards the Highlander because it has it's a little bit bigger, has a little bit more space to it. They do make a hybrid of that. Oh, God. Well, sh- we want to get a hybrid. Why? Because it's a couple more miles per gallon. She's only getting... In like her- what, three more miles per gallon? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, she's getting 17 miles to the gallon right now. and A Highlander, I think, can get that. 28. Or 20, a Highlander can get 28, 28 as a hybrid? Yes. What about normal? I have no idea. Hmm? I have no idea. Hmm. So, uh, well, anything's going to be better than 17. I mean, unless I you, get 13. Uh, well, you're also driving what year is your tahoe 2004 yeah i rest my case so yeah i don't know what 2021 ford expedition gets pretty good gas mileage i was very surprised she wants an explorer that's kind of where she's landed on at this point she wants uh a forty thousand dollar ford Explorer. well she's not a new one like (laughs) she sent me a, a clip for like a 2015 explorer those are like still almost thirty thousand dollars. Uh, twenty six or yeah. had low mileage, wasn't bad. Um, all the trimmings in it, so uh, but that's still a little bit outside of her price range. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. I'm sure she'll be unhappy with it regardless. So doesn't really matter. All right. Well, you know, normally when we get into our movie segment, we would do you know our movie bumper, but, uh, I think tonight is special. So I'm going to do something else here. So can you guess what movie we are reviewing? He, 
He's not dancing around at all. You're not getting into the jam here? No. Dude, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I know. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Wow, you're on fire tonight, buddy. All right, so Mortal Kombat... Released 2021, rated R, has a runtime of one hour and 50 minutes. We both watched it on HBO Max. Synopsis, MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. So, as far as the cast is concerned, um, I'm not going to run down the whole thing because most of these guys, I don't even know who the fuck they are. A couple of them did jump out to me that I did recognize from other movies. So we'll play a fun little game of what have these people been in before. So Louis Tan was Cole Young, who was the main protagonist of the film. Okay. Uh, You may or may not recognize him as Shatterstar from Deadpool 2. Remember the guy that flew into the helicopter blades when they were parachuting in? No. Okay. Uh, McCod Brooks was Jax. That's the guy with the arms. The guy with the arms? The guy with the metal arms in the movie. Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, he... I know him from Super... The super you mean the guy without arms? The guy without arms, okay. yes. The guy with the frozen arms. Uh, he was uh, in the TV series Supergirl. He was Jimmy Olsen in that, which I know you won't know that. Uh, I'm going to screw this up. Tadanobu Asano... He was Raiden in this. Uh, he was actually uh, played Hogan in the Thor movies. Nothing. All right, moving on. Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. He was the guy that played uh, Hanzo Hasashi or Scorpion at the end there. Uh, he was, I know that guy. I love that guy. Okay. He was in uh, Avengers Endgame. He was the guy that Hawkeye sliced He up. was in The Last Samurai. And he was... He a- was in uh, 47 Ronin. He was in um, like seven other movies that I've watched. He, he was in The Wolverine too. He was in The Wolverine. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. That, that was the other one. Um, God, he was in so many movies. Okay. Hey, you got one. Uh, let's see. Chin Han was a uh, Shang Tsung, and I only know him from The Dark Knight. He was uh, Lao, the Chinese businessman that uh, Batman went to, to Hong Kong to get, dragged him out of the window there in the airplane zipline thing. Well, you see, Batman. <laughs> and then the last one was uh, Nathan Jones. He was Rayco. Uh, Nathan Jones used to be a WWE wrestler. So that's the only reason I recognized him. And he wasn't a good one anyways. All right. So this had six different fucking writers on it. Speaks to its quality. Uh, Directed by Simon McQuaid. Uh, This is his first feature length film. The only thing that he directed prior to this was a short story. All right. Rotten Tomato score. Critics 55%. Audience 87%. Uh, box office gross on this. This was released in the theaters. Uh, it was released, uh, what was it, uh, about a week ago at the time of this recording. Uh, $23 million opening weekend, which broke a, the COVID pandemic box office record for opening. Uh, it's done $51 million worldwide at this point. All right. Number one. I never liked the Mortal Kombat video game. Hated it. Never got into it. I don't like... That was one of the most... Then why'd you play the theme song? That was one of the most difficult 
fighting games I ever had. Because I played this song because I enjoyed the 90s Mortal Kombat. I actually liked that movie. Because it's one of those that's so bad, it's good type situation. Mm-mm. It cracks me up every time I watch it. With oh, that, you mean like Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, that type of situation. Okay. Yeah, that, that's where it's at. It's not a good movie. It's a yeah. fucking horrible movie. And here's the problem with this current iteration of Mortal Kombat. It fucking sucked. And it wasn't a fun suck. It was a, oh my God, you have teeth suck. Okay? It was a terror. This is one out of five. I fucking hated this movie. It, it was god awful. Talon, what was your rating? Um, I really liked uh, Sonata in it. Whatever that actor guy is. Hyundai, Hyundai Sonata? Yeah, what's his name? The guy that played Scorpion? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Hyundai? Look at me, my brand new Hyundai. <laughs> well, you looked at me, you said Sonata. I'm like, uh, isn't that a Hyundai? <laughs> what's his last, I don't know, whatever his last oh, name is. Oh, you want to know his actual name. His actual name, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Yes. Hiroyuki Sonata. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, so Hyundai was really <laughs> great in this movie. And I liked it. I liked that storyline. You know, that's the only part I liked about it. I liked his fight scenes in it. They're pretty cool. I liked him throwing around his little knife and going, I am Scorpion. Whatever. I don't know. That was cool. That was it. That was the only cool part about the movie when he came back as Scorpion. That's it. So what's your rating? Oh, it's a one out of five. Okay. Thank you. It's a really bad movie. Thank you. Okay, good. We're on the same page there. I enjoy. Some, oh, sorry. Some of the violence was really cool. That's it. I Okay, yes. I will start out with what I liked about it. Okay. Number one, yes. The R rating, fantastic. I love that it was violent and bloody as shit. That was one of my complaints with the previous Mortal Kombat movies is that it it's a fighting game. You know, it's this is meant to have blood in it. Um, I like the opening of the film. I found that interesting. Um, after that, it went straight off a cliff and exploded on the rocks below. There, God, I don't even know where to begin with how bad this fucking movie was. So let's talk about it from a tech technical aspect, watching it on my nice new clean TV it looked like a fucking TV show, like a like some type of low budget television show. Here's here's a fun fact. You can you guess what the budget on this film was? One hundred and forty million dollars. Fifty five million dollars. Oh, so they they're making their money right back. Oh, they're they? oh they're doing great. But you can tell it was a fifty five million dollar movie because their shit looked terrible i don't think it looked terrible oh i thought it looked awful i don't i, I, I don't think it looked ter- it looked fine i would rather ha- it looked perfectly fine i would rather have the practical puppet that they used for goru in the fucking 95 version what about that when the, that lady the, got the, sodden the animated half. garbage okay that was cool i'm not saying that there weren't areas like Jax's arms they clearly spent some money on that because those looked pretty cool but god goru looked like shit Who's Goro? The guy with the multiple arms. He looked fine. Oh, he looked terrible. He looked fine. I don't. Look, what do you mean he looked terrible? What does that mean? Terrible. He doesn't it look looked, like Thanos. It looked, it looked cur- he looks fine. Yes, that's the. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's but that's the. 
You're okay. You're comparing a multi-billion dollar but that's movie the bar. to uh, that's the bar. That's the bar. If How, you, why is in that this the day, bar? It is twenty fucking twenty-one, man. It's twenty twenty-one. Therefore, the, we have to spend a hundred and or five hundred million dollars per movie that's we, made. We that's insane. We don't spend five hundred. Nobody's. Uh, how much movie was spent on Avengers Endgame? A hundred million dollars. Probably two hundred. Yeah. Two hundred million dollars in that ballpark. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Okay. Well, I thought he looked like shit. Yeah, he looked fine. Okay. Fair enough. He looked fine. That's fine. He was serviceable. Okay. The physics were weird. How about... Like, how, I have no yeah. idea how the hat guy ended up on top of the bat lady to cut her in half. Like, that blew my mind. <laughs> he jumped up and somehow, whoop, there he, there he was. I was I was questioning a lot of things during well, that moment. I, I think part of the problem with the guru thing and why they didn't spend enough money on that is because they spent so much money on... Cole's uh, magic armor that he got at the end. You know, that was just end. a rubber suit. Yeah. That, oh, that oh, was, cost... oh, oh, was it? I couldn't tell. Yeah. That's sarcasm. That that looked like shit. It you, looked fine. Because you put a couple more bucks in. It, it, I One person online that I read, which I, it, I thought it was great. He says, well, I don't know why Cole stole Aquaman's armor, which I thought was a great one. What I thought of when I saw it was, holy shit, looks like somebody raided the props department from fucking Chronicles of Riddick because that's what it looked like. That was awful. That's supposed to be armor, and you could clearly tell. It's fucking rubber. You could clearly tell it was rubber. It flexes with his skin. Sure. Okay. What does Batman wear? It's... God. Batman does wear Kevlar different things but it's a real world type of situation you look at the batman movies and i'm speaking of the nolan batman films that is something that you could conceivably create now yeah and so yes it looks real it looks it it, it's got joints in it it's got points of articulation where you can move around a little bit this was meant to be some type of magic mystical fucking armor and it looked like shit It, it looked fine okay yeah, you, when he bent over, you saw it, okay, it creased a little bit. Anytime he, so moved, what? Anytime he moved his neck, it, so it what? creased up. Oh, God. I, I say, so what? <laughs> I I have a problem with that. Look, everybody's like, oh, this is going to be the fucking so much better than the 90s movie. It's going to be great, man. This is redemption for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was worse. The acting? Let's get to the actors. Holy fuck. Fuck, they were terrible. The, all, all of, all of them were really, except for Sonata. Sonata. He was Hyundai. fine. He was fine. He didn't, you know, he didn't. He was a little over the top, but that was no, that was great. But he was that fine. Was great. He was not the worst. Take Every, care of my bloodline. <laughs> yeah, everybody else in that fucking movie was awful, especially. Oh well, you're, no, you're, not you're, the Lightning Man. Raiden. Yeah. Eh, wasn't great. Yeah, he did fine. Well, it's kind of. He did great. It's on par with what he did in the Thor film, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised as far as range is concerned. So, yes, and he, the, he's and consistent. The, the guy with the eyes, he did fine, too. The guy with the uh, Kano? The black eyes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kano, he was the more entertaining version, or version. He was the the more one of the more entertaining characters in the movie, um, but he got irritating real quick. What about the mom? Oh, Jesus. Is that a real question? Yeah. I'm not even going to answer that. The mom, she did fine. It's great. For the, what, two minutes she was in the movie? Does that not count? 
No, not really. Why not? The kid was great, too. The kid was fine. Yeah. How about that extra that was at the coffee shop, you know, before it got hit by a bunch of ice pellets? I thought she was very convincing as well. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because that's where I grouped the mom and the kid into. They were basically glorified extras. Yeah, but they did great. They outshined a lot of the main yeah, characters. Yeah, they, they were great. Okay. <laughs> I love how you're trying to seriously sell me on this. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just saying you're being unreasonable with what you're nitpicking. No, the storyline was terrible. It was terrible. It did not work. There, it, it, was, it came across as funny, but you're nitpicking all these small little things. I think that's unfair. They all added, I think you should they, attack it for the story they all add, and how it doesn't make any sense. I haven't gotten and it. And why did the why did the dude go after the guy <clears throat> the ice man with the gun and start punching him well i have just run i haven't What's even, the matter with you i haven't even gotten to the story yet oh, okay. i, I, I was right. i was working my way to that i'm just going down i'm going down the list here because there's a lot wrong with this movie there's a shit ton wrong with it so your lead actor i'm gonna just call him shatterstar fuck it i don't i'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not even gonna get it bothered with it um he had the emotional range of the fly you ate uh, this evening. I meant, I think Caillou. Caillou? Yeah. Which one was that? You know, like from Sesame Street or whatever. Oh, Caillou. Oh, the kid. Yeah, kid the Caillou. animated show. The yeah. can- The cancer kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, okay. You thought or of- Periwinkle Pete. What's his name? <laughs> What the fuck you're talking about? Caillou, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think Caillou has more range than this guy does. Um, he, yeah, it, it was one of the stiffest uh, performances I've seen. He was really passionate when he was trying to beat up ice. I thought that was neat. You know, he's really trying to sell it. There was emotion there. There was drama. Okay. Um but no, everybody else. I it just and and again, it's it's their fault. The script was obviously terrible. Um, yes, as you pointed out, there were scenes in it that made no sense whatsoever. Based off the Snyder cut, I wonder what the original version of this was supposed to look like. I don't think that I I this probably was what they had. Again, we're talking about a first time <laughs> fucking director here. This guy had not done mm, shit. I think the directing was probably fine. I think it has to do with the six writers in this movie. Well, that doesn't help either, but you, you can still shine up a turd. And with Mortal Kombat, the bar wasn't set real high with the nineties films. It wouldn't have been that hard. There was a, there was a, a short film that was, I, I think it was a fan film that was put out. Uh, fuck. It's probably five years ago. Mortal Kombat, and I think they had Michael J. White in it. Um, that was really good. It, it, w- it was very entertaining. It had an actual, you know, decent plot to it. Um, it. I think it was only about a half hour long. But whoever the fuck did that, I don't know why they didn't get this person to fucking direct this movie. I think that they would have been better off for it. I think a more capable director would have despite whatever garbage the six writers put up with or, or brought in probably could have done a little bit something with it, but this, there was nothing to it. There was no tournament. Hello. They're setting up for a second part. Oh, and they're going to get it too. You know, they're going to fucking get it because this movie's going to make, it's probably going to triple its budget. That's, yeah. that's horrifying. I don't want to sit through this. 
If we're going to do this, that's fine. I need you to kill every fucking character off and recast okay, well, it. Well, hold on. Why did you like Godzilla and um, Big um, Big Monkey and not this movie? I, we're, the, the two are not mutually exclusive. They, we're it's talking, all about we, the fighting. No, we are talking yeah. about two what do you very... Mean they're, what do you mean they're mutually exclusive? They are. They No, you're, they're they both are, they are two, about fighting that's it no that's there yes no that's what i what do you mean no uh, what you watched kong and zilla for the story we're talking about two titans going at it yeah which is a very simple story to tell and even i had some critiques about godzilla versus kong uh because i think they muddied the waters a little bit with a couple of things but for the most part, I was entertained because it was a movie about a monkey and a lizard beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Whereas Mortal Kombat, we have multiple characters in this that aren't, you know, 60 foot tall, you know, fucking monsters. These are people that have to act and there has to be a compelling storyline to it. And again, one of the linchpins of Mortal Kombat is an actual fucking tournament. They talked about it constantly. We're doing the training for the tournament. We're doing this, this, and this. And then we go off on all the side bullshit and we end up killing everybody before the tournament even starts. Eh. I'm looking at it the same way I looked at Godzilla. The fighting was really cool. Okay. The storyline was awful. See, I didn't even think the fighting was that great. You don't think the fighting was that I great? I like the violence factor to it. And yeah, the, you know, the, the finishers were good. You know, yes, I love watching Wing Chick get sawed in half. I thought that was pretty awesome. You know, we'll talk about the physics of it never, but, um, but no, I just the fight scenes just weren't that inspiring for me. It, it seemed like just standard form martial arts shit. Nothing we hadn't you know haven't seen before, and there were some interesting designs on the characters. And I know the last time I played Mortal Kombat or paid attention to Mortal Kombat was probably back in the 90s. I know that I didn't recognize a lot of the characters in this, which I'm sure most of the hardcore you know, Mortal Kombat fans could probably pick out every single one of these fucking people. But I, there were some interesting designs on these guys. I, I, I thought some of, the, some of the characters were you know, visually interesting and their powers were kind of interesting. Um, but I, I just thought the, the, the fight scenes were very, uh, just meh. I was very vanilla. Yeah. I liked the fight with Scorpion, Sub-Zero and fucking Shatterstar there. That, that was a good scene. I, I did enjoy that. That was, that was some brutal shit. And you got the, the get over here and you know, all that shit. And I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. But it there wasn't enough of that. I I thought uh, you know Sub Zero ripping Jax's arms off. Okay, that was cool. I don't that scene was neat, but it just seemed like every other scene was just kind of generic fighting. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Hannah Hannah brought this up. Why why was his face not messed up when he? Because he totally smacked his face on that concrete. Uh, ancient Chinese. No, no, no. But his his arms were all messed up. But when he was laying on the table, it was just his arms. But he totally right smacked his face. He he face planted. There was a puddle of blood right there. I know. So (laughs) where where was that coming from? No, I'm in agreement with you. The the guy looked great. (laughs) He was just missing arms. 
And she also brought up why was the dude still fighting for only two hundred bucks, and how old was he? Like thirty. What is it? How? What did he do for a living? Goals. He must have been in the military or well, something for a well, long time. Well, the wife was in uh, in scrubs, so maybe she's, uh, a, she's a, like a registered nurse and, and yeah. brings home the, the the money, you know. And he does the fights on the side for for his, di- his game di- boy diaper cash. I, I fuck. I don't know. I I don't know. That character was so uninteresting to me. I, well, I, the bloodline thing was cool. I thought they were going to do something right, cool but with they that. but they didn't. I was the what I was thinking throughout the movie was that he was going to become Scorpion. I really thought that I, he, he, I was thought gonna, he was going to be Scorpion too. Yeah. yeah, right. And I was kind. I was. I'll admit, I was a little disappointed when Hyundai Sonata showed up, and he he was Scorpion. It was cool, and visually he looked awesome, and you know it, I got over it very quickly. But no, that was one of those things where I'm like, ah, fuck. I thought his spirit was going to take over his body, right? For a and then all of a sudden he'd armor up and he'd be, you know, fucking scorpion at that point. But no, he ended up being a guy in rubber armor with nightsticks. Cool, cool. So yeah, I so many problems with this. And again, that bar not set real high for a Mortal Kombat movie, but uh, clearly the audience seems to enjoy it. I mean, fuck, Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-seven percent. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm telling you, the fights are great. Okay, I think there's a lot of. I don't think anyone really cared that his rubber suit bended a little bit when he moved his neck around. Uh, the. I think they liked the fact that he cut that dude's hand off. And then threw a spike through his face. I think that was cooler than uh, the suit bent a little bit. Oh, boy. But these are the things that drive me crazy, though, when I watch these movies. Not with every movie. Mm, some. Mm. Yeah. you saying not every movie for me? Yeah. Well, if I'm engrossed in the story and there's good acting involved and everything else, I can... Yeah. Uh, uh, it so, just, the pro- it, so the problem for you it, is it, the story. It's, it's not the fact me. that his suit was bendy. Well, that's just point... You're looking for any type of hope in these films is for, <laughs> when it comes to this type of shit. You're sitting yeah. there going, is there some redeeming quality to this movie? And in this one, there really wasn't. Sonata. Hyundai. Okay, sure. Who, with the what? Mm, Two da, minutes, da, da, da. I think he had. No, no, no. The, the opening was about seven minutes long. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So we'll give him, we'll, we'll round it to 10 minutes he was in so the entire movie. So you can movie. probably make a whole sandwich, some guacamole, and put some <laughs> chips together. Probably, yeah. And then maybe start eating it by the time he's played his role in it. I this. think you could make a panini. I think a you'd panini. have time. I th- you know, nice little press and, you know, warm it up. I'm, I'm, I think it's possible with that. Okay. It's kind of crazy that that um, um, uh, Snapping Turtle Snyder had <laughs> 20 minutes of just slow mo. <laughs> almost a half hour. I, it still blows my mind. I'm still trying to find someone online who that has put, put it together. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'd rather watch 20 minutes of Zack Snyder slow-mo than watch fucking Mortal Kombat again. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. I would rather sit through that. Yeah, that'd be more visually yeah. pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> <You think>? Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. So, yeah. 
my final thought, fuck this movie. I'm not going to watch it again. And I'm never going to get my hopes up for a Mortal Kombat film again. Uh, I think it just continues the uh, long and distinguished lineage of uh, bad video game adaptations. Uh, there have been few exceptions to that rule. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, that's not a real video game, but okay. I was thinking Silent Hill, the first Silent Hill, I thought was pretty good. I enjoyed Doom with The Rock. I like that movie. Head? What's that? Pyramid Head? Resident Evil? I, I do enjoy the Resident Evil series. The, you look at them as not serious filmmaking and you just kind of go along for the ride. And yeah, they're fu- it's kind of like watching a Fast and Furious movie. It's, a, it's about the equivalent for me. Um, but for every, you know, Silent Hill or whatever else, you, you've got a Super Mario Brothers or you've got a, a fuck, insert what it, uh, <laughs> fucking Street Fighter. I, I kind of like that movie. <laughs> Do you ever see the Van Damme? Street Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm, I'm done with Mortal Kombat. And, uh, yeah, this movie's dog shit. Talon, final thoughts? Not a great movie. Cool fight scenes, though. And you seem to enjoy the rubber armor. That's great. No, I just don't care about the rubber armor. <laughs> That wasn't a sticking point for me. I understand. A sticking point is how the hell did that dude jump up and somehow end up surfing that that um, that Batwing lady into cutting her in half? That's what weirded me out. Because the hat, it, it, it kind of had the same, uh, they applied the same physics to the hat as they would Captain America's shield. It just no, no, I don't care about the hat. The hat's fine. It's magic. It's a magic hat. Okay. How did he jump up and then somehow end up on top of her? Also magic. Fine. It just looked funny. It did. Yeah. I don't disagree. I like the exe- I like the finish to it. Love the that finish portion. That getting sawed in half is fine. The getting there point, nah, that's something I wasn't paying attention to. Oh, but you like the rubber this this is I, blowing I'm, my I'm mind. I'm giving you shit. Relax. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for Mortal Kombat. Stay the fuck away from it if you uh, value your brain. Let's take a break, shall we? All right. All right. And we're back. All right. Well... Luckily, uh, during the break, we didn't actually uh, get into Mortal Kombat, so that was nice. Uh, Lovely review, though. Enjoyed it. Uh, Despite all of the back and forth, we both agreed that we didn't like the movie, so there's that, right? Right. Right. All right. Well, you know, I throughout this show, throughout our time with this show, we've, uh, you know, kind of to an extent laid bare our psyche and some of the things that uh, make us tick and some of the pathology to our actions to an extent. But we like to take at least one segment to really take a deep dive into um, the psychology that kind of makes up our personalities and the decisions that we make and everything else. And for better or for worse, it has made us who we are. So I and we like to call it therapy time 
I'm still a piece of garbage. Oh, yes, absolutely. All right, this week for therapy time. Um, I was thinking about it the other day, and, and you know, it's this is kind of a movie-related thing. I realized that as a kid, my parents let me watch some movies that probably they shouldn't have. Or no, 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 no I'm not even going to do they, pro- they shouldn't have. I'm going to say that they let me watch movies that I would not let my kid watch at this point in time in her life. I, at, at the age, at her age, was watching films that were very violent, very suggestive. They always stayed away from any nudity in movies, but violence seemed to be okay. I remember going to the theater with my dad to see Die Hard, the first Die Hard movie. I was, I think, 12 when that came out. Um, I remember going to see Tango and Cash with my dad. I know you've never seen that movie. I guarantee it. It's Stallone and Kurt Russell. It's a great fucking movie, though. Um, But all these, like, 80s and early 90s action films, my dad took me to these, and I wasn't older than, you know, 10 or 11, 12, maybe, at 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 the latest. But the one that fucked me up was actually my mom's and my stepdad's doing. It was, God, I was probably nine, nine or 10 years old. And my parents, my mom and my stepdad brought home uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. The very first Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, I know you've never seen those, right? Freddy Krueger, burned up face, guy with the claws. You know who I'm talking about at least? Yep. Okay, thank you. That's something. Um, but I remember watching that and that was a film that put me into therapy. And I'm not, this is not me over-exaggerating. I ended up for the first time in my life and what would become a trend for the rest of my life, uh, I ended up seeing a therapist because of this film. So Nightmare on Elm Street has to do with a guy named by the name of Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger was a child killer, molester across the board. A group of parents got together after he was acquitted of all charges for some technicality and basically burned him. Burned him alive type thing. Or burned him dead. I never understood that saying burned them alive. Did that make sense to you? Yeah, you're alive while you're burning okay. to death. Fair enough. So It's they, not a burial. True. Viking burial or whatever. True. Pyre. Because they were dead already yeah. with the pyre. Okay, very good. So, Salem Wish Trial. That's what that is. <laughs> I thought they threw them in the water. Oh, and see, see if they floated? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Depends on how many how much bread you ate that morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so they burned him alive, and he was able to come back in the dreams of their kids, of the people that burned him alive. And, of course, he was horribly burned scarred looked terrifying or at least in the first couple of films um and he had one of his weapons was this glove that he had fashioned knives on and in the dream world he could do all kinds of crazy shit and whatever else anyways 
I remember watching that first film and that scared the ever living shit out of me. And so I ended up, I didn't sleep for days because I thought Freddie was going to get me. And one night, and this was after many nights of not sleeping, so I was delirious as fuck, I could have swore I saw my door open and a Freddy Claw come out of the door. Now, I could have been just seeing things, but then again, I also, my parents could have been fucking with me. I have no idea. I would hope they wouldn't have done that, but you never know. So, I started to have more and more kind of uh, night terror type dreams. I mean, and it was all Freddy all day, every day. So it came to a point because behavioral wise, I was having troubles at school, homework, everything else. I was getting into arguments, yada, 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 yada. And I ended up in therapy at that point. I ended up having to go see a therapist about a fucking movie I watched. And what that therapist ended up teaching me was uh, a practice called lucid dreaming. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what does it mean? I'm putting you on the spot. It means you can control your dreams. There you go. You're aware that you're dreaming. There you go, buddy. So they, they taught me that skill. And I, be, I use it to this day. Now, there are times where I'm lazy and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's see where this goes. Uh, but yes, that, that was how I was able to get that under control. So I guess the question is, and this is a frustration I have at home is that my parents let me watch movies that I probably shouldn't have, but I feel like with my youngest, I, we are restricting her so much in what she can watch that it's frustrating to me. I don't want her to at seven to be watching die hard or (laughs) tango and cash or nightmare on Elm street or anything like that. But on the flip side, I would like for her to be able to see some movies that are maybe a little bit outside of her age range, because I'll say this with my oldest daughter, not going to lie. She was watching family guy at a young age. But what that ended up happening with that is she she has a wicked sense of humor. She is sharp. She is witty. She she can banter with the best of them, and that, I think that's because I kind of exposed her to things earlier in life that like Family Guy, like uh, you know The Simpsons, or you know things that were very sharp satire kind of you know inappropriate i mean it depends on what you define as appropriate or not but things that were a little more adult oriented at that point i wasn't showing the kid nightmare on elm street obviously cuz well you know i have ptsd from that movie still scares me to this day i'll watch it i have the whole series i i'm fascinated by them but it still gets the blood pumping every now and again so what what are you what are your thoughts on that is is there is it good to just keep things age appropriate for kids or, or can we give them a little shock to the system occasionally? And I, and I ask you this as somebody that does not have kids, but I'd like your opinion. Who defines age appropriate? Well, uh, the good folks at the MPAA uh, determine that. Uh, whoever does the ratings for the TV, um, 
usually it's this it's, it's like the PG thirteen stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the MPAA. Okay. Um, is it possible that there's too much um, sheltering and that there's too much exposure to certain content when it comes to children? Yes, I I I think so. Okay. So how exactly do you draw that line? That is the question. That is that is the difficult part because you it's very subjective. Very subjective. It all depends upon the parent. But it's also there's also some biological basis to that in terms of brain development, typically what you see with children, right? What at what stages their brain is at, like if they're seven, this is typically what development they're at. This is what they can handle. This is what they can understand emotionally. This is um, where they are socially. This is where they are empathetically. Like there's a certain level of understanding that they they can have. Like when you see people who have, um, let's say, fetal alcohol syndrome, a lot of times they're mentally um, of the same nature as a 12-year-old for their entire life. Why do they say they're at the mental capacity of a 12 year old. Why do they say that? It's because they have restricted levels of understanding um, and handling emotions and certain stimulus. They can only handle so much and they can only understand so much responsibility. So I think it really depends on the child. Uh, But at the same time, there's also a certain level of brain development that you need to consider. Boys and girls are a little bit different. What? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think the reason, so uh, I think part of the reason why you probably don't want to expose your daughter to die hard is because she's your daughter. She's not your son, right? You've never had a son. <sighs> yeah, now nah, I'm going to throw that gender right out, shit right out the window. Um, I, I, that, look, I lo- it, Does she express an interest in die hard? Well, she's never been exposed to anything like that. So I don't even know if what she What about your first daughter? That. Um she Your first daughter was exposed to Family Guy. She was exposed she enjoyed a wide variety of films and it sure. was you know it, it it ran the gamut. It wasn't really any any particular genre, but she enjoyed violent films. She enjoyed, you know, comedies. Now granted, I wasn't showing her Saw at the age of 13. I I'm not that that's too far as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it's like right now where she's at age wise, cause she's seven, we should be watching star Wars at this point. We should be watching, uh, the MCU movies at this point. I don't see an issue with those. They're not hyper violent. They're not hyper sexualized. Yes. There's explosions and blah, 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 but it's not gratuitous violence. And we're not doing that yet. And, and I think I feel like that that's going to do the kid a disservice. Why do you think that? Exposure. Expo- well, exposure to what? No, and I understand the Avengers, not a real good representation of reality. I, I, I get that. But just ex- exposure to uh, just... Ah, God, I wish I could articulate this because I can't. To intense situations to, to to some real world inner adult interaction and yes again avengers 
not the greatest example, but it's what I'm throwing well, out right of, now. It's a lot of visual and auditory stimulus, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, we'll go with that vein there. Um, being able to expose her to that kind of kind of cacophony of of stimuli and being able to handle it. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's kind of dead on what I'm thinking about. Well, because I when I was a kid, I watched um, Doom, the with uh, the Rock in it. I think I was eight or nine when that came out. Oh God, you're making me feel old. And um, that was very stimulating. That terrified me. That was, but yeah. Rewatching the movie now, it's, it's like, not scary. Whatever. Right. Right. Um, but but no, I can same understand. thing with the Matrix. I watched the Matrix when that came out. I watched it in theaters. And what effect did that have on you? It was wild seeing right. it. Um, but watching it, I had no understanding about what the hell was going on. I was there to see some cool fight scenes. Right. And that's what it was for me. Right. There was no understanding of emotions between the characters. I didn't really care that Morpheus was going to die. I thought it was weird that Mr. Smith was smelling him. Um, but, you know, it like I noticed very surface level level stuff. Um, and it's it's kind of the same. It, it has to do with the interest levels of um, what, what your kid is and what age they're at. Like my little brother, for example, is very interested in violent things. And he thinks it's great. He thinks it's funny. It's, it's hilarious. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, target practice. Like he likes looking back and forth at things just like he's going to be shooting a bow and arrow. It has to do with visual stimulus for the most part. He likes looking at fast-paced stuff. It doesn't necessarily, and he likes looking at action-based action-based stuff. He he doesn't really like watching My Little Pony. It's very slow. It's there's not a whole lot going on. It's a lot of um, talking, and it's a lot to digest. Um, language, I guess. There's a lot of okay story to digest, and a lot of um, dynamics to understand. He doesn't care about dynamics. He cares about um, where the axe is being thrown. He cares about where the ball is being thrown. He cares about how many points each team is scoring. He can count one, two, three, four, five. He doesn't. He he doesn't really care about what people are saying. He doesn't care about. He doesn't, care about, he, he doesn't care about the plot or what the motivations are. He just is is more interested in the what's Well, he's not even, he's not even going to remember one-liners. I mean, he right. might. But um So, yeah. do you think that that has would you classify him as a violent person then? No. Okay. So, you don't think that that has had any effect on kind of his uh morality in general or made him a a more combative or confrontational individual no um he he uh my mom seems to think that that will affect his um tendency towards violence but i highly doubt that and and there are a lot of groups out there that have gone after video games, that have gone after movies as as being this. And I I don't want to open that can of worms. Well, but. did we have Call of Duty before World War Two? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> people, we were very violent for a long time. 
Well, I, video games did not add to our violence. I don't as think a, I, as a people. I don't think they did either. No, and I, and I would neither ne- did movies. I would never point the finger at movies or video games or any of that content, even pornography. I'm not going to point my finger at that for creating the problems that we have. Look, when it comes to those things and your kids, in my opinion, the filter is the parent. It's what you decide to show your kid. Well, it also it, depends on whether or not your kid's growing up in a mansion or whether or not he's growing up in a blood-filled neighborhood. Yes, that is another aspect to this, is what exposure are they having from their from their peers? And, and I absolutely get that. The foundation, though, is on the parent. I, I That is where the responsibility falls. Look, if I don't want my kid to be playing Call of Duty, well, guess what? I don't get them Call of Duty. And if I'm worried about the the kid going out and buying Call of Duty without me knowing about it, guess what? I'm not going to get them the console to do to play it on. It, it's it's that type of mentality. But we're get, we're we're totally getting off on a tangent here. But I think I personally think that those my exposure to those films early in life actually was a benefit to me. Now, right. I may not be a complete adult. I have my issues, but I think it gave me a little bit more of a, um, I, God, I don't even know what to call it. It's not an understanding or not a reality or anything like that, but it just, it exposed me to humor. It exposed me to sarcasm. And it also uh, exposed, I guess, some realities of the world, that the world is not a perfect place, that there is violence in the world, that there is oddities in the world is it is it possible that um you think the ex the ex- exposure because you use sarcasm you 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 have a particular sense of humor do you think that you use that as a coping mechanism for understanding um or dealing with the uncomfortableness of certain situations that you come into because from what it seems like to me, that it seems like you were overexposed with Freddy Krueger. And that the reason you were having nightmares and weren't sleeping is because you couldn't understand what you really saw. Okay, that's fair. And yes, to answer your question, uh, yes, I bathed myself in sarcasm. That is my coping mechanism for damn near everything. Um, and sarcasm and humor has always been my my shield well sarcasm you know it's easier to be sarcastic about something than it is to deal with it absolutely than it is to talk about it absolutely than it is to address it yeah sarcasm is a way to address it without addressing it amen yeah right yeah and it's a way to just let it slide right and for you to go <sighs> okay we but can move on what, and no one's going to say anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Deflection. Mm-hmm. Redirect. Yeah. Ah. So you don't have to deal with it. Exactly. I think that... So is that really ideal? Do you want your, your kids doing I, that? I, th- I want them to be able to use that as a coping mechanism at times. I don't want them to rely on it completely. And I my oldest is... Is a perfect example of balance. She she has a balance when dealing with that. She is very sarcastic, um, great sense of humor. She's witty. But she's does watching Family Guy add to that? 
Is I th- watching I, Family uh, Guy has watching Family Guy developed? Uh, that? I I I think it has. I think it has mm-hmm. developed her sense of humor. I think it has made her a witty, quick individual. Um, because it's added a, a level of uh, with her humor and just you know rapid response to certain things as far as social interactions are concerned. Um, I don't know if that would work with the little one because you know they're not the same and I would, you know, never attempt to compare the two. One is very much one way. The other is very much the opposite. I mean, that's, that's, that's this one. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, you get in that situation where you feel like, okay, well, these are the factors that I was raised in and I'm, you know, I turned out fine. Did I, you know, that's always the question, but, you want to be able to sprinkle some of those factors into your kids when you're raising them, because there are some good aspects of my personality. I mean, I can't think of any of them right now, but you know, there are some good ones there. Compassion, I think comes to light. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're very open. Yeah. Okay. Very open. Okay. And that's a sign of compassion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you try, you, you're very good at at least making other people think you understand what they're going through. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because... No, uh, you're, you're not so rigid. You're ebb and flow. I am. Yeah. Very much so. Because one thing that is a constant in life is that there are no constants in life. There just sure. aren't. The world is a gray area. I th- I think that there's... Too much order, um, but there's also it's, and that's not okay. That can you can feel restricted, and then that's when you get crazy, rebellious um, types of outlashing behavior. And then there's also too open, and there's too you know chaotic. There's no structure at all, and that's when you get. Um, People that also behave in that same manner. I mean, it's you, you can get both from both, and you, there is a certain balance that you need to have. But also, um, there needs to be um, there needs to be, I think, minimum necessary rules, and it it really all depends on the people involved. True. Yeah. I agree with that. But also, you know, everyone is different, but also we're mostly the same. We mostly are. There's a lot of similarities, whether it's behavioral or whether it's an environmental or it's a genetic thing, you know, inherited trait. Uh, but yeah, where there, there's... We're mostly similar. We're very, everyone. very yeah. much so. Yeah. Very much so. All right. Balance. Let's have balance. And how do you find that? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't... I, I have not figured that out yet. I, you know, again. I mean, should, should um, a seven-year-old be driving themselves to school? No, I don't think so. Probably not. No. Um, should they be watching Family Guy? I mm. I don't know. They're seven. Maybe not. I'm going to say no because the humor would go right over their head. Sure. Yeah. Um, but a 13? But, but, a 14? Yeah. Well, but if, you know, why not 12 at that point? You know, what's the difference, really? A whole lot, actually, between 12 and 13. Could be. Absolutely. But I think satire is a very important 
thing for people to for kids to learn because you you have to look at things in a satirical fashion at times and i think the nuance needs to be uh, uh taken from many things otherwise you will go fucking crazy and go this world is fucked and i can't deal with this anymore you have to have some type of coping mechanism and for some people it's uh whiskey some people it's cigarettes some people it's sarcasm some people it's all of the above or you can um address and deal with things properly without coping with it but there are some things you will never get closure on and that's the thing there are some things you won't there are just some things in life you will never get closure on Sure, but you don't necessarily have to cope with that. If you understand, you're not going to ever get closure with it. What you can do, and I have said this in the past, and I'm sorry if I'm a broken record, you learn how to manage it, and that's it. Well, the reason you have to manage it is because you still don't understand what the hell happened. Even when there becomes understanding, though, you still, again, that doesn't mean that there is closure to it. That doesn't mean that it goes away at that point. You still have to manage how you react to it, how you look at it, how you approach it, everything else. I don't think so. And then you have cake. We all love cake. All right. I think we took a deep enough dive into my psyche this evening. Sir, what do you got going on for therapy time? Um, not a whole lot. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I'm not really sure what to bring up. Um, I was hoping to just see if anything would pop up if based off what you said. Not really. I I I mean I guess when it comes to managing, it's just managing. Um. Uh. Whether or not I want to um kick my wall in sometimes, but that's just everyday frustrations. Are you feeling the rage? Yeah. 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 How do you get your anger out? I'm curious about that. What what is what is your vent? I don't really have one. I mostly just bottle it up and shove it down. How's that working out for you? Great so far. <laughs> there are from what I've been told, now I haven't found them yet, but apparently there are healthy ways to vent anger and frustration. They're out there. Something to do with strangling a pillow. Smoking I, I, a lot of cigarettes really helps. Well, it, it does. It, it, not wrong. It, it doesn't. But that would not fall under the classification of healthy way to process your feelings. Um, none of the vices work. It, they don't. They really don't. All they do is just destroy your body. As I say, as I you know, drink another sip of whiskey. Well, the the no, the problem is that they do work and they also destroy your body. I feel like at times I they, wouldn't smoke cigarettes if they didn't work. Well, they create but the problem is that you, okay, you you're right. I'll give you that. But they create more problems than they solve. They add yeah. I don't know, maybe. They solved a lot of problems. They really did. They helped me manage a whole lot of things mentally. So at this point now, you've gotten rid of the cigarettes. You still imbibe occasionally, but you're not a fall down drunk like I am. Um, so what do you do to get your frustrations? Out? I bottle it up. You just bottle it up, and I shove it down. Really? Yeah, I just think a lot about what makes me mad. 
uh-huh. and why it makes me mad. And then I just shove it down and I just keep thinking about it all the time. So your, your sphincter must be very tight at this point. There's yeah, a, there's I, a lot I have. In, there. I, in fact, I have a huge issue with that right now. And I've gone to the doctor about it. I have digestive problems. So maybe it's time to find a vent. Macrame? Well, what kind of vent do I need? Uh, Needlepoint? There's a podcast. Cigarettes for my vent. You could do a podcast. I am podcasting. Oh, you are? Oh, shit. I I didn't realize that's what we were doing. (laughs) Fuck. Is that that why you have headphones on? Yeah. I mean, venting just my frustrations, like, by just talking about it. I mean, that... Does that help? Do you feel like when you talk about your issues, do you feel like that that helps? It, it helps me organize my thoughts. It doesn't help me get rid of my anger. Because, so, I, I feel like sometimes when I sit, like, verbalize these things out loud, that either it, it, it provides a, a certain element of catharsis, but then also at the same time, it comes out as like, wow, that's really fucking stupid what I've said here. And which also provides perspective, you know, to a certain extent. Um, but, you know, as far as venting and finding that outlet, because apparently from what I've heard from my therapist, I have to find a way to vent my frustration, my anger, all of those things that ball up inside of me in a healthy manner. I don't know what that healthy manner looks like. And it sounds to me to an extent, if I'm hearing you correctly, you kind of don't have that outlet either. No. Okay. I thought it was angry sex for a while. That that didn't work. For you? For me? <laughs> for me. For me. No, I, I, I don't know about your sex life in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, whatever you're doing, keep it, keep it going. Um... But yeah, I it's uh, that that's the thing is finding those the, that vent and making sure it's something that isn't going to uh, completely destroy your life. Whatever that is, folks, go ahead and email us uh, contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com because we're still trying to figure it the fuck out. He's twenty two. I'm forty two. We still don't know what the hell we're doing. So, all right, bud, you ready to move on? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is a thing. All right. So um, this is not like a really like holy shit controversial, you know, thing that I wasn't aware of. But I thought we'd do take a little bit uh, deeper dive into the stream that is Eurolagnia. Do you know what that is? Eurolagnia? He's walking away to go get a refill on his drink. So I'll be happy to explain urolagnia. Uh, During sexual activity, uh, urine may be consumed or the person may bathe in it. Uh, Other variations include arousal from wetting or seeing someone else urinate in their pants or underclothes or wetting the bed. Other forms of urolagnia may involve a tendency to be sexually aroused by smelling urine-soaked clothing or body parts. In many cases, a strong correlation or conditioning arises between urine smeller sight and sex. Golden showers, baby. That's what they call it. 
Um, you know, I've asked my girlfriend to give me golden shower plenty of times. She Have always you now? refuses. Does she? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out logistically how that would work. <laughs> well, it's a simple double handspring onto the bed. I, yeah. Leg spread. Oh. <laughs> just, on, no. the, on the bed? No, no. I, I was going to say in no, the shower. We got to lay a tarp down over the bed. You got to lay a tarp down. You got, it's the same thing for, for golden showers as it is for squirters. You got to have some something put down on the bed. Otherwise, you're you're fucking washing your sheets and you're throwing, you know, lighting your mattress. Yeah, but if fire. you like urine smell, urine soaked clothing, that might work out for you. I, yeah, no, I know. You could just sleep in it. You could, in theory. No, you know, I, from all of the <laughs> urine soaked clothing I've smelled, never, <laughs> I've never been aroused. So. Uh, I, I, that's interesting. I, I wonder. I, I wonder why that would cause a sexual thing that's to go off. An interesting question as to what the the kind of is the, it the disgust aspect the, that just really gets you going. I I feel like it's a degrading thing. I feel like degrading? It, it, it it kind of fits in with the, with the whole S and M vibe, like shoving a dog's face into its own urine type thing. Sure, but I'm I'm going for more of a of a of a sex related standpoint. We, where you have people, you know, sadomasochists. And, you know, somebody that's a masochist wants to be humiliated in some way, shape, or form. Maybe this is from someone who wet the bed a lot. Right. And that's just kind of an extension of that beyond. Look, I I met a girl once, once, that we were intimate. And afterwards, we ended up in the shower together. And She wanted you to pee on her? She wanted me to pee on her. Could you do it? I did it. I'm a shy peer. I can't pee in front of I anybody. did it. No, I did it. I have stage fright. Did I, I tell you why I have stage fright? Why do you have stage fright? Because when I was in high school, um, there was one urinal in the high school that we had for some reason. Small. It was a small school. Mm-hmm. Um, and by small, I mean there was maybe, on a really good day, eight kids in class, per class. Most likely it was like three or four. Um, okay, so small bathroom. There's usually a line when you went and I was going and there was this kid who I'm assuming was on the spectrum because he, (laughs) well, he just didn't understand social cues. You know, I, I don't want to assume he was odd to be around. Um, and by odd, I mean kind of difficult to interact with. And he stood very close behind me when I was going pee. And I looked back and I'm like, okay, okay, man, like, can you, can you back up a little bit? And then, uh, he pushed me into the urinal. What? So he pushes me and I, I like get pushed in. Right. So then at this point I just turn around. Did you just hose him down? And I made a nice X star pattern right on his on his shirt. And how did he react to he that? He did not like that oh, at all. Oh, he didn't? He went Weird. into some rage mode. Oh. And uh, from then on, we we didn't get into any further confrontation after that. I, I zipped up immediately and left. Didn't even wash my hands. Um, That's gross. I know. It was very gross. But from then on, I cannot pee with anyone else in the bathroom with me. This is, goes for baseball games. This goes for... Um, you, you can't piss in the trough? No, Whoa. I cannot. And this goes for um, any public rest, public or private 
restroom I'm in. I have to shut the door and lock it to make sure no one will come in and mess with me when I'm peeing. So you don't use the urinal ever. You go into the stall. Um, if someone else is in there, yeah, but I still can't pee if they're, if anyone else is in the bathroom with me. Even if you're in the stall? Yeah, even if I'm in the stall. I can if I'm like in the, like this perfect mental state. (laughs) Okay. Meaning intoxicated. Ah, Um, then you could just piss anywhere. No, not anywhere, but yeah, if I have to go enough. Okay, I've I've had moments to where like it's you're you don't know whether or not you're gonna make it to the bathroom before you pee your pants. And I get there, I'm about to go, someone walks in, I can't go. I have to wait for them to finish first, wash their hands, leave before I can and it's so crazy. As soon as they as the door shuts behind them, it, uh, the flow starts flowing. No shit. Yeah, I'm. I have stage fright. Interesting. Yeah. Can you take a shit in the bathroom without no. any problems? Mm, not with anyone around. No. So you break that shit before until you get home. Yeah. Wow. To be honest, I I, I do that when it when it comes to taking a shit, and, and it's not so much because of a stage fright thing. It's just because I. Public bathrooms are fucking disgusting. It's one thing to, to to piss in the urinal. It's a whole other thing to have to sit on the toilet. I feel terrible for women because they don't have a choice. It's either I pee in this fucking disgusting bathroom or I have to hold on to it until I get home. So I have sympathy for that. Yeah, but there's animals out there. They'll just walk and go at the same time. They don't care. <laughs> That's why they wear skirts. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, I've seen it happen. We just lost 10 listeners right there. 10 of no, our we didn't. female listeners. No, we didn't. I'm sure they're nodding their heads going, yep, yeah, I know a few. <laughs> yeah, my friend did that last night. I'm telling you, you can squat up against the wall. You're you're fine. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. The, the, the chick that I was with, you can go ahead and pee on me. That should have been my therapy time. <laughs> what? Chicks peeing on you? No. I'm a shy guy. <laughs> I know. You're sh- Stage fright. I'm shy. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, many people are, are are there with you. I, I, you know, I don't have a problem peeing even in the trough. I, I don't mind doing that. I'm not going to say it's not awkward. Especially when you get that guy gets a little too close. It's like, look, man, you know. Or when you're like six and they're right at your head, you're just looking left and right going, oh, my God. Is that how I'm? <laughs> it's, uh, it's so saggy. My yeah. balls are really going to fall down that far? Yeah. I'm going to sit or going, on. Whoa, is that an arm or is that? Yeah. My yeah. anaconda what? <laughs> that's that's kind of where it's at um but yeah it's uh obviously not something uh that i would uh partake in i tried it once not me being the person being peed on but someone else did and it did nothing for me well a pee is body temperature so you can pee on someone and feasibly get away with it yeah but well hey don't get me wrong they're 
there've been stealth missions. You know, there are times when you're in the shower, you got to go. The the significant others in the shower, and you hot th- water. You got to throw them out. Well, nope, yeah. you're just gonna misdirect and uh, go ahead and and let that go. Or you get to that point where you've been married so long, it's like, hey, I'm gonna pee. Can you turn around? Or hey, I'm gonna pee. That's it. I don't even say turn around. It's just hey, I'm gonna pee now. <laughs> And you I, either, thought, I thought that would be just you just start going. You 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 either get involved or you don't. I mean that's that's basically it. You you can either choose to turn around or you can just whatever. That's it. That's all it is. But that takes years to get to that point. For a while you're asking permission. Hey, I gotta pee. Do you mind? When you're both in the shower. I'm not saying when you're just walking around your bedroom. But when you're both in the shower, it's like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Do you I still ask my girlfriend if I can go pee, even like in the bedroom. Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> I raise my hand. <laughs> That's bullshit, but okay. <laughs> hey, um, honey, I got I, I to I go. Can I go? I got to go to the bathroom. Is it number one or number two? I got to make number one. Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a good conversation i don't give a fuck if you gotta pee well uh good luck with that there will come a point you know in that whole thing where you you both just don't give a fuck anymore the important part is when you're on the shitter Shut the fucking door. That's all you got to do. Don't don't sit there and have conversations while you're on the toilet. Either way. Well, either <laughs> where, way. You're, where you're just like, and so I went to the store today. Exactly. Don't, don't <laughs> do that. Shut the fucking door. Okay? Y'all can have your conversation later. Look, I'm going to sit on the toilet for about 35 minutes playing on my phone and doing whatever the hell I do. Reading the Bible. I, I don't, whatever. We all know that ain't happening. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's you time that that's sacred. That's you leave it alone and you got to respect that with her too. She goes into the bathroom. She wants to be in the bathroom. Let her be in the bathroom. But this whole conversing while one's on the toilet and the other's brushing their teeth. Yeah. No, fuck that. Not happening. All right. Well, we've got off on a fucking tangent on that. Uh, <laughs> what's your video this week? Oh, I do have one. <laughs> of course you fucking do. I I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what you think is going on here. All right. So, for Talon's meme moment or YouTube segment or whatever the fuck we're calling it, here we go. Um. Yeah. What? You know. Good meme. Good meme. Good meme. Yeah. Is it a meme, though, if it's a video? Yes. Is a video a meme? A video is a meme. I thought a meme was a photo with words printed on it. I know. All right. All right. See what you got. Come on. All right, I'm here. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I have to see it. All right. I don't know where the fuck we are. I don't even know. Okay, it's some type of floating balloon going up into the air with some type of symbolic 
paper mache. Well, what what's happening? Are they honoring somebody? I don't fucking know. Is this a is this a quinceanera? Someone's is it? Well, it's a celebration. It's, is it New Year's? It's something festive, right? Because they're all festive cheering. at some point, right? We're not mourning anymore. Yeah, but that's a that's a lot of decoration going into the sky. Oh, now it's exploding into fireworks. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. It goes on for about another minute of just crazy, crazy. Um, all right, so let me let uh, me it, it, like this, it, it's a minute of me, this. Let me of just straight up chaos right, and fireworks let, going off. Let me set the scene. All right, because you you bamboozled me there. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, so we 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 start out with a group of people that are sending a in a, what looks like a a, a paper mache basket of some kind. It's kind of ornate to an extent into the air, and they're cheering and they're excited. The basket gets to probably. I don't know. I would say probably 50, 60 feet into the air. And then it explodes with what appears to be a shit ton of fireworks. That was hundreds of fireworks. And everybody goes running for cover. And it just continues on like it's... It, it, the party turns into Beirut at that point. And you can kind of tell from all the people that uh, they were not expecting that. It <laughs> seems like that was a surprise. <laughs> And then the video just goes black at that point. Um, yes, worst quinceanera ever. That was awesome. Worst wedding ever. That was well. I want first of all, what, I want whatever they had. What were the casualties? <laughs> how many, how many I don't casualties know. were there? At Firework that one? burns don't feel good. Holy fuck, man! I mean, mortars they blow up. The, pretty, seemed, pretty good. Uh, seemed a little, uh, little extreme there. Um, <laughs> I was intense. That was. I love how loud it is, and people the, going, "Oh, yeah, no!" It shifted real quick. From, and, and the, I don't know where the the person filming that jumped to, but they jumped and slid. There, <laughs> and they were just going, "Ah!" There, there appeared, there appeared to be to chest. Right, there appeared to be some type of covered patio where they were, and yeah, that didn't. I don't think that helped at all. No, no, no. I think it was going through, but it seemed like they went under a picnic table or something at that point too. I mean, they were running. I mean, they were running. They knew shit was going down, and they got the fuck out of there. They're like, oh, not again. Good. Damn it, Rodney! Why did you? I told you, wait more. This is another fucking bar mitzvah that went wrong. God damn it! Every time we have a bar mitzvah, this shit fucking happens. No, we're not blowing shit up anymore. Yeah, it's the worst birthday party this ever. This one's better. Look, the fuse is much longer. <laughs> right? It's gonna that, go. That fuse went. Whoop. It's gonna go at least a hundred feet before this thing explodes. And that kills. was like thirty feet in the air. <laughs> I feel like it was I, well. There were so many fire. I think originally they probably added way more fireworks than were, than was a typical capacity for that air balloon because that thing was long. That just the firework layout in general was about 
And to put that in perspective, there was this long string, probably like 30 feet of just straight fireworks hanging off this long string connected to a big balloon. It was wild. Here's my question. What? Why are we setting off fireworks in the daytime? I will never understand that. What's the point? That was the um, that was the appetizer. <laughs> Were they gonna set well, off? Because you, al- you always have like the little few. There, right? there wasn't a few poop. Were they gonna set no, off? No, that was the, these people live life good. Were they gonna set off a nuke at night? No, I feel like this was like like uh, like you know Escobar's kids party, <laughs> right? It's, 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 yeah, it's Pablo's daughter's <laughs> birthday party. Yeah. yeah, no, that was like just the, just signing that you know they want a new pony. That was this. Oh, get the fireworks out, dude! The pony died. In the, in, <laughs> oh, that's in, the celebration in the, in the, in the for the fu- pony's in, death in the fucking onslaught we got it. We got of, it. of napalm <laughs> that, that came out of <laughs> that, that fucking out thing. Fireworks. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah. Yeah. Fuck! <clears throat> wow. And that's how we lost the rainforest. <laughs> The spotted owls, spotted owls are gone because of your quinceanera. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know where that was. But they were speaking Spanish of some sort. I don't know, but it seems to me that uh, funny that's pretty th- cool. Funny things happen throughout the world. How many of these uh, gender reveal parties have ended up in some type of natural disaster? At this what? Point? Gender reveal part. I don't know. But speaking of that, I had an interesting conversation today while at work. Okay. Um, we played a Would You Rather game. And oh there was... Um, we went back and forth a lot for like, oh, like a long time over some interesting Would You Rathers. And one of the... Here's, here's the most bizarre one I think G- that came up. Give me a good one. Come on. Would you rather never... Get out of your car again, or never be able to get onto, never be able to get into another car, and that, or other moving things. So like that means never be able to get onto a bicycle, a scooter, an electric scooter. The only thing you can do is like horse and buggy type, type situation. That's an easy one. I I would rather not get onto any type of automated transportation device but that means you have to walk to uh, everywhere everywhere uh, uh, you my, have to walk to work uh, my, my alternative <clears throat> is being stuck in a car for the the rest of my fucking life yeah and as much as i love driving sex in a car really fucking difficult okay. it, it really is okay eating in okay. a car always a mess masturbating in a car really difficult all of it. I, I would rather... If I have to walk, I have to fucking walk. If it means I'm stuck, you know, within the, the limits of, you know, the 30-mile the radius of where <laughs> where my lazy ass is willing to walk, fine. Do horses count? Yeah, horses count. So any type of transportation beyond my two feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll take the, I'll take the walk. Wow, so you you would walk twelve mile thirty miles to your job or whatever. 
No, I'd find a job that was within at least uh, five feet of my house, which <laughs> means I would become some type of self-employed entrepreneur of some kind. Okay. Sell semen. I don't fucking know. But no, I, I don't want to be a stuck, in a, a stuck in a car the rest of my life. Okay. But that means you're restricted to your area, wherever you are. No matter what, you have to walk. Okay. Right? All right. I mean, I, I, hmm. I'm not a particular fan of where I live in the neighborhood, but, you know, okay. whatever. I have okay. a lot of... That seemed, that seemed a little bit too easy, I, I think. I have a lot of creature comforts. Do you have another one to throw at me? Go ahead. Come on, bring it. Um, bring it! Here's another interesting one. Would you rather be um, stuck in... Oh, man. Actually, I don't think this one's a very good one. Never mind. It was like... Okay, this one had to do with a choice, right? So would you rather have to deal with the consequences of um, you get you get one chance for each. You either can make all of the money in the world, never run out of it, or you can never have any money ever again. And that's like one door you can open. The other door is you live forever or you die immediately. Which choice would you rather make? If I'm hearing you correctly, so basically that's a, that's a two-pronged one there. So I can either be rich forever and live forever or I can die immediately. And No, no, you have two doors. You either have all the money in the world or zero money, or you live forever, or you die right away. Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, God, Uh, I'm going to go with immortality. Okay, why is that? Um, Just to smite the people that um, I don't like, (laughs) that I am going to outlive them. So what about, this is what I was talking about. In a billion years, or whatever, when the sun goes out, or 40 billion years, however long it's going to be, and you're just floating in space, what are you going to do then? Well, I mean, when the cosmic joke is over, I mean, in theory, I'm going to burn up into the abyss or end up in a black hole. I I don't fucking know. Um, Money is nice. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have all the money in the world and all of the instant gratification that would come with that. But I, I think in order to smite one's enemies, it's always best to be able to outlive them. Okay. Well, I guess... Um, and, okay, from a less... <laughs> I, a, a, a Kind of a less vindictive standpoint. I don't know. It would be cool to see all of history unfold in front of you. Because of what? Hmm. Now, yes, the difficulty would come in that, you know, you develop relationships. Obviously, you're going to outlive everybody. You're going to outlive your spouses, your children. You're going to, and that would be very difficult. But. No, but the, the fact is you get a choice. Wh- which choice would you rather make? The option to, it's a 50-50. You either get the opportunity to live forever or you immediately die. Like, what are you more willing to risk? Or would you rather have all the money in the world? Or have not. Okay, so I, I, I'm. Okay, this is I'm this not, is going this, way, this is, this is going way I over your head. I, I think. Understand. No, I'm not. That's understanding. fine. That's fine. 
That's fine. So it's, it's, it's no. Hold you, on, hold on. Door, we, we so, can, so door A means I have to choose, make the money decision. Door B is about the, the yeah, whatever. This is question. a complicated. Would you rather? This, here's here's this more simple and more interesting please one. Simplify it for me. Cause. Would you rather be stuck in an infinite IKEA or an infinite Walmart? Fuck! Oh my god, no. You're able to find food. Right? The, the Walmart because the well, Walmart. No, 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 no! Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> stop. Okay. The Walmart. Why the Walmart? There's toys. There's toys. There's books. There's toys there, in there's Ikea. Books, there's toys. There's books in Ikea. There's, there's DVDs. There's Blu-rays. There's Blu-ray players. There's electronics. There's televisions. Easy. Walmart all day. Hmm. Ikea okay. has furniture and stuffed animals. Okay. Fuck what about Bymart? <clears throat> Walmart. Bymart has guns. So if I'm stuck in them, it's stuck in that place eternally. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I'll have plenty to do in Walmart. Are Bi-Mart, there beds in Walmart? I've, I've had, yes, there are. I've had to, I've had to <laughs> Not work. The Walmart side been in. I've had to work in a Bymart before. It is the most boring place on the planet. So, yes, I will take Walmart all day. Walmart for $300, Johnny. Okay. All right. That's fair. You know what else I'm going to take for $300? Hmm. A piss, because I got to go to the bathroom. We're going to take a break now. All right. We'll see you on the other side. And we are back. So, one thing we haven't done... At all tonight? Drunk check. I'm doing all right. I'm drunk. As fuck. Good. So, I'm enjoying the shitty whiskey. All right, uh, corner. Daddy, I don't like Star Wars. Avengers are boring. Welcome to the kids' corner. All right, here we are at the Kids' Corner. So this week we watched Alice in Wonderland from 2010. This would be the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. It's rated PG, one hour and 48 minutes. We watched it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, synopsis, uh, 19-year-old Alice returns to the magical world from her childhood adventure where she reunites with her old friends and learns of her true destiny to end the Red Queen's reign of terror. Uh, this stars uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. As the Mad Hatter. Amia Wazikowski as Alice. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter as the Red Queen. Anne Hathaway as the White Queen. Crispin Glover as the Knave of Hearts. Matt Lucas as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Michael Sheen as the White Rabbit. Stephen Fry as the Cheshire Cat. And the great late Alan Rickman as the Blue Caterpillar. Uh, this was written by Linda Wolverton and based on, of course, the uh, Lewis Carroll book uh, directed by Tim Burton. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score was 51%. Audience score was 55%. This bitch made $1.2 billion at the box office when it was released. Uh, all right. My rating, uh, this is going to be a three out of five for me. I am a Tim Burton fan. I enjoy Tim Burton movies. 
This one was a little bit of a mess, but I was mildly entertained by it. Uh, the second act was a train wreck, in my opinion, but the third act kind of made up for things. Uh, there were the final battle I thought was entertaining. Uh, Talon, what was your rating? Um, it was weird. I liked all the actors. The story was hard to follow. Alice seemed very passive. She made one or two decisions, I think, throughout that whole movie. Uh, two out of five. Yeah, I I think part of the problem with the film is that it's really hard to establish what the fuck is going on at the beginning of this film because, you know, I read the synopsis there. Uh, Alice returns to wonderland. Okay. We didn't know that at the beginning of this film. So if you had never seen the, the cartoon Alice in Wonderland that Disney released in fuck, I don't know the sixties or seventies, you wouldn't know anything about that story. And they really don't do a great job of establishing that she had already been there before. It's this, are you Alice? Uh, sure. Well, also, how she, how has she already been there before? Well, because as a kid, she went there. And they, and they showed that a little bit later on when she kind of remembered everything. So basically, as far as the chronology is concerned, you have the original Disney animated Alice in Wonderland, which came out decades ago. And then now this is a sequel to that, despite the fact that it's called Alice in Wonderland, which is what the cartoon was called. However, you look at this film and it incorporates aspects of Carol's Alice in Wonderland, but also through the looking glass. There's two books, two separate books. So you're incorporating parts of both into it. So in effect, this live action quote unquote remake is a sequel to a cartoon that came out several decades ago. So I can understand people coming into this who have never watched Alice in Wonderland, the Disney animated version of it, uh, to be completely lost as to what the fuck is going on here. Side note to this, um, don't watch this in any type of altered state in any way, shape, or form, i.e. Uh, don't be high at all. Um, I wouldn't recommend using any hallucinogenics while watching this film. Uh, speaking from experience, you've got the combination for me of the new TV with uh, an edible. Uh, I was a little uneasy watching this movie. <laughs> I'm going to be completely perfectly honest uh johnny depp scared the shit out of me every time he was on screen what's with the big eyes was that necessary yeah we hyper focus on eyes apparently because dude he creeped me the fuck out every time and when he bounced back and forth because apparently he's got some type of split personality we went from the fun loving fucking idiot to this uh uh hardcore you know scottish yardy <laughs> brain trauma he got hit in the head apparently apparently he got whacked a couple of times so yeah that was 
I love Tim Burton's aesthetic. I like the environment and the mood that he creates. Uh, the world is, is very, you know, he made Wonderland a very interesting world. Um, but the dialogue, God damn, it was really hard at times to follow what the fuck they were talking about. A, a jabberwocky and a fucking bandersnatch. That's and not dialogue. Uh, that's just that's just I, conversation. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. But there, the, uh, a fuddle monk or whatever the fucking dance he did, or you know, just things like that. It just kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit. Um, like I said, the third act I enjoyed. It, there was you know there was action involved. There was everything kind of came to a head. I, there were many aspects of this movie that I liked. And again, I'll talk about the, you know, the production design. I liked, you know, the world that they created. Um, Helena Bonham Carter was fantastic as the Red Queen. I love that. I, I love that part very much. So uh, Crispin Glover was good. Um, you know, the actors did their job, and I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, I don't understand why several of the main characters have had some type of speech impediment going on. I thought that was a bit distracting from the film. Um, but for the most part, I it was an okay movie. I just don't think it's not Burton's best. However... This is probably one of the most lucrative Tim Burton films ever made. This was one of the kind of the, the, the first of the live action remakes that Disney ha- has now gone to. You know, you got Beauty and the Beast. You got the Lion King remake. You got the the Aladdin live action remake. All, all these things. This was kind of the, the beginning of that. So, of course, it made a, a fuck ton of money. And they did make a sequel called Through the Looking Glass. So I'm kind of, at this point, I, I may go watch Through the Looking Glass just to see what the fuck they, they did with the story after that. Depths in that one as well. I don't think Burton directed it, but I think he was a producer on it, which of course has an effect. But uh, I, yeah, I, I'm really torn about this film. It looks great. Um, it was weird. Every scene was weird. The whole... I, I don't really care about the CGI because it was old. It was made in 2010 or whatever. You know, that's fine. I. It is what it is. It actually still holds up in some aspects, which was amazing to me. Especially with the transformations of Alice. You know, that was fine. Um, story-wise, it was hard to follow. I feel like I was missing a lot of information. And it was just bizarre to watch. I don't know. I, I had a hard time fully engrossing myself in this story because Alice was so passive. I, 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 need, I needed more of Alice to be going, what the hell is going on? I just fell through a rabbit hole. Um, and I didn't know about the previous that this is supposed to be a sequel. I guess that would have helped, right, with the understanding of why Alice is being so weird about it, like it's a lucid dream. So, yeah, I don't know. I it it could have worked 
better if Alice had a more significant role in it. That was not passive. That was more of a aggressive, um, I don't know, implementation. Well, I and I, the aspect of Alice... God, not even that. Just the, the whole thing of not really establishing what the fuck was going on because yes, she seemed, well, it's just a dream throughout the entire film until the point where she's like, holy fuck, this is real. Um, even when she was killing the Jabberwocky, she still was cut. Yeah. I mean, what was her goal? She didn't really want to get back home. No, and, and, and when she got back home, it was like, she was so confident and whatever. Yeah, she she threw and up, and then she's gonna go on this adventure on a ship with some dude with a mustache. Right, she threw up middle fingers to everybody, and then at that point, she's all of a sudden gonna go into business with her one of her father's old partners. I'm sorry, look at the era, okay? Women had no rights. Women were looked upon as being inferior at that point. I, I have a hard time making that jump where he's like, wow, you know, you're just like your dad. Let's go into business together. It's not going to happen. So that portion of reality, I know that's a nitpick, but it, going back to just the, the story in of itself, if you've never watched the 60s or 70s, whatever fucking year it came out, Alice in Wonderland, you have no idea what's going on. And this whole aspect of her, you know, slowly discovering, much like the audience kind of did, that she had been there before, uh, it, it make it muddles the 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 first act of this film because you you're just like, okay, why are they? Why is she the Alice? Why is she, you don't know what's happening? That's my biggest bitch about the movie. The acting's fine. I thought, you know, the, the live action actors did fine. Anne Hathaway was a little weird in this film. Um, but, you know, Depp did, was Depp. Phenomenal. <laughs> What's that? Phenomenal. He was Depp. I mean, he, he he's pretty consistent in the level of work that he does. Him and Tim Burton have a very specific agenda when they do movies together. And it did what it did. So I'm not going to complain about that. Um, I, I think the live action actors did fine. I, I just had a hard time. I, I'm a guy that can pick up on most accents and, and decipher what someone is saying. But there were, there were moments in this film where I'm like, what the fuck did that? What did they say? What What is that? Even when when they weren't using... Uh, you know, odd lang- you know, odd terms to describe things. Uh, you know, the 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 mad hair that was with, you know, the uh, the Hatter there. I I don't know what the fuck the the rabbit was saying the entire fucking time. Couldn't pick up on it. But the, the, I like the darker, you know, take on Alice in Wonderland. I thought that was cool. Now, granted, uh, the Bandersnatch scared the shit out of the little one, so couldn't continue past that point. Um, and what was it with the little mouse that liked to poke eyes out? What's that about? Superiority complex. <laughs> little man syndrome. It's a rhetorical question, but I think you answered it perfectly. So I, I don't know. I, I just... Yeah, Alice was not a very likable character, and she, she I, I, 
she didn't add a whole lot to this movie. Um, most of it was propped up by the supporting characters. Uh, again, Helena Bonham Carter as the Red Queen was f- fantastic. Uh, you know, every, she stole every scene she was in uh, just by her bombastic performance at that point. And but her the, big head. And her big head. That was one of the funnier subplots was her entire court, you know, uh, put on prosthetics or, f- you know, fake items to you know make you know certain parts of their body look bigger than they were just so they could appease the queen i i I thought that was interesting but uh you know outside of that uh, a lot of these characters you would have had to have seen the original film to appreciate them the the development happened in the cartoon it didn't happen in this movie and that's a problem that just, it doesn't work from a storytelling standpoint. Again, love the Burton aesthetic. Always enjoy his work. Always enjoy his vision. Um, and whenever he and Johnny Depp get together, I typically have a good time. Uh, but uh, I think the story was a mess. I think it was coherent. It was just hard to understand what the hell was going on. Meaning that um, it was laid out. Uh, it made sense. Once you finish the movie, everything made sense. Um, and if you watch the original cartoon, everything will make perfect sense. But um, like it was laid out, it was fine. You had a point A, point B, point C. It wasn't like back and forth. There was a progression. Um, and I think that was fine. I think the aesthetic was pretty cool it's very dark it's very grim it was uh violent it was uh you know rigorous it was uh explicit and i think it it did it did pretty well it's just alice didn't really work for me in this it wasn't a typical protagonist speaking of violence did anybody actually lose their head yeah who the um, that was one of the, that was one of the, th- the themes of it is losing your head, both losing your mind and also the Jabberwocky. Right, right, right. but sh- okay. So the Jabberwocky lo- lost his head, but I'm talking about as far as the queen ordering off with their head. Did anybody actually lose their head? Yeah, it was off screen. Who? The people with the fake noses and double chins. Yeah, and but all that. Th- th- oh, that happened too late in the film. They, they were already... Uh, they did their battle. They established that she takes off a lot of heads. Well, yeah. And she took off so many heads that people got so complacent, she didn't really have to do that anymore until Alice came along. I don't know. I felt like I would have been more satisfied had some heads actually rolled. What Jabberwocky head rolled? Yeah, okay, but, you know, showing how sinister the Red Queen was. Otherwise, she was just a bag of gas screaming all the time. They that- showed through... The environment and through uh, other characters' behavior and how much they listened and the fact that she even killed the king and no one cared. She had more power than the king. She beheaded the king. He also was sitting in the river with everyone, along with the crown, by the way. That was creepy. Yeah. With the mouse is running across, you know, all these Yeah, they heads. established that fine. 
I, I didn't have a problem with her not actually taking off any more heads because she took off a lot already and everyone clearly feared her. So All right. just a question. Just curious. I don't know. You stack this up against other Tim Burton films and I, I, I don't know. This feels like kind of a weak entry at times. Um, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to blame the story on this and the, and just this script in general. I think if you, I'm not asking for a shot for shot remake of the original Alice in Wonderland. I think you can add, you know, different factors to it, but if you're going to do a film that is in essence, a sequel, you need to fill in the gaps there as far as how we got to this point. And I don't think they did a very good job doing that. Or not. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Or not. All right. I think it it can work without the whole, um, she's been here before aspect. Well, if you want to tell your story, that's fine. Don't allude to she's been there before. Yeah, that's, it, it that's works okay. fine that's without, okay. without alluding to that she's did, been there before. Right, you didn't need to do that. You could yeah. have just gone forward with, okay, this is the, if, according to the prophecy, this is the Alice on fucked us day or whatever the fuck they call it, is, is going to behead the jabber fuck fuck or whatever. And... You know, that that's okay. There you go. There's your motivation. There's your plot. Let's go from there. However, we get to spend half this film, three quarters of this film almost with Alice trying to, you know, you know, establishing who she is and finding her place in this entire thing. And I get it. There was a bunch of subtext about she makes her own decisions, does her own thing. You know, she should be able to and but again we didn't need the, the 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 backstory i think we could have just run forward with this is a new tale this is a a 19 year old who's fallen into wonderland underland or whatever the fuck they called it and we run from there i think that would have been okay i agree all right we're in agreement all right well i'm not going to dive any too much further into this uh i again three out of five i i I like the movie it's entertaining but i I think it has a lot of problems with it uh what do you think there's a few problems i think it can work um it was very entertaining i think it worked fine as a kid's movie but still two out of five fair enough sir all right well final assessment of the whiskey sir don't like it really i i wouldn't know that just based on the fact you were mixing ginger ale with it within i don't know 10 minutes of uh, the show after the fly after the fly i uh i don't hate it i'll never buy it but it's not great it is what it is i don't think it i i think we've had worse Honestly, I think Patty is right up there with being one of the worst. We've what about Tullamore Dew? Oh, the Caribbean cask? Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was pretty bad. So, uh, All right, next week, uh, I know that we are doing uh, Without Remorse, 
uh, starring, um, fuck. Jesus Christ, why can't I remember? Michael B. Jordan. Uh, as far as the Kids Corner, we'll figure that out later. But uh, anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Talon, I'm glad you got the fly out of your mouth. Uh, you seem much happier now. Or morose, I can't tell. Uh, nonetheless, deuces everybody. Have a lovely evening.